Welcome to question and answer one of the Westminster Larger Catechism. This is the Enlarged Series. My name is Justin. This is the Fully Live Athlete Pastor Channel. This is our Enlarged Series. We pray along with the psalmist that we will run in the way of the commandments of the Lord when he enlarges our hearts. This is a journey in understanding the question and answers presented to us in the Westminster Larger Catechism that we might have an enlarged, passionate glorying and enjoying of God. Now, let's get into the first one right away. Question number one. What is the chief and highest end of man? And the answer is put forward. Man's chief and highest end is to glorify God and fully to enjoy Him forever. You see it is uh, referencing four verses there we'll talk about. But let's talk about what you, one of the words in there you might not understand. And that is the word end. End, in this instance, means the purpose for which something exists. Now, if one believes the grand narrative that the human story is one of chance and evolution, if, that, if, you, if you buy into that narrative, that grand narrative, you cannot furnish an answer to the questions of what is the purpose or chief end of life. The story of evolutionary development over time that we were once, as people, non-intelligent matter that sprang up by chance over millions of years ago. Well, that story does not give purpose or any kind of uh, external purpose. We might come to some kind of uh, makeshift internal purpose uh, that's always subject to change, right? Uh, because of evolution. How, who do we know that how do we know that our purpose might not change someday due to evolution? So the scripture teaches, though, that our development was not by chance, but it was purposeful. It teaches that in an instant, God took dust and made a man. And he furnished that man and all who would come after him or from him with a purpose. And this is summarized as, to glorify God and fully enjoy Him forever. The answer to this question of purpose for human beings is, you exist not for yourself alone, but you exist by and through and for God. So the question then is, does God desire you to be happy? Uh, a lot of people think that the highest desire in life is to just be happy uh, for as many days as we have. Yes, God desires you to be happy, but not apart from Him. You can't be happy apart from Him because any happiness apart from Him is fleeting and vain yeah, eternally. But enjoyment of God being our purpose will be a limitless, eternal purpose and destination, a suitable end, an end, a purpose, a suitable purpose. So much of our anxiety today in young people is due to not having a sufficient enough purpose. Our answer for that question, which the Westminster Larger Catechism 1 gives us, and the anxiety that we experience in our midlife crises, which I'm in that midlife stage right now, 
is due to neglect of that chief end. And I would argue that anxiety in our old age is a longing to be able to do more in that or seeming like you've squandered uh, that time you have as you see the sands of time sinking away in our own hourglass. Because God's glory comes first, we're to seek that glory first. Uh, We will patiently endure many instances in life uh, that are not enjoyable in and of themselves. Daily disciplines are not always fun, but the right ordering our lives according to His purposes glorifies God and uh, will lead to ultimate joy. While the contrary, the opposite, a life that contradicts God's revealed will and design Uh, while maybe delivering short-term results uh, or gains, will ultimately rob us of joy. It's like an example might be like resolving to never sleep, uh, but trying to run your body eternally on caffeine. Your your body will eventually shut down and die if you were to push the system that God's made your body to be uh, contrary to its design. But thankfully, God has designed our bodies to check themselves against that kind of an insanely bad idea. Uh, Our bodies will go to sleep in order to repair and recover uh, when we are overtired. They do this. I've done it many times. My body's done it many times. And yours has. Even if we are not seeking to glorify God with our bodies by resting them appropriately uh, in order to best glorify Him, that's, that's what we should be doing. Uh, still God has designed us to to function in those ways. And that's what Reformed theologians have commonly called common grace, that believer and unbeliever alike share in this common grace, of the, the wonderful design of our bodies. So God has designed and maintains our bodies and our societies to function sometimes well in spite of us and our purposeless sort of anarchist and destructive impulses that come from our sin. But more on sin another day. Uh, Today we're talking about the chief purpose, which is to glorify God and to fully enjoy Him forever. The good news is that God will enlarge your life today, or the good news that will enlarge your life today, is that you don't have to go and find your purpose from some psychic or some uh, guru. What am I supposed to do with my life? Well, You try to find your purpose inside yourself, perhaps. Uh, You don't have to do that. God has created you and has given you his own divinely breathed out words to make your purpose crystal clear. Your chief end or purpose is clear. It's first glorifying God. And and the, the catechism writers use Romans 11.36 to justify this, and it says, For from him, from God, and through God, and to God are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. They also reference 1 Corinthians 10.31, which says, So whether you eat, or you drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whether you're eating or drinking, do so, whatever you do, to the glory of God. And on to the enjoying part of that purpose. In Psalm 73, 24 through 28, God's word says, You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? There is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. There's that joying in, enjoying. 
My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish, but put an end, or you put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your good works. Uh, it's good to be near God. And then finally, in John 17, 21 through 23, Jesus is praying, and he says that, Praise that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. They also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you've given me, I give to you, to them, uh, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you've sent me and love me. I love them, even as you love me. There's this love and joy and glorying in the Father and the Son. Uh, that uh, God has made us to share in. What a wonderful way to conclude the study of your purpose. Uh, Your purpose is prayed out from Jesus to all those who will believe. This This is your destiny, that you will have that glory and that joy that the Father and the Son share. Uh, That will be shared with you, that you will delight in them, that oneness, that uh, union and communion that they share, uh, the glory and the enjoying of, of the within the, the Father, Son, and the Spirit, uh, you and I will one day fully uh, enjoy God and glorify Him. Okay, with that said, remember, this is the enlarged series. As Jabez prayed that his territory might be expanded, we pray that Christ would expand His territory in our hearts and in our homes as we seek to manage the time, the treasures, and the talents which He has given us for His glory. As Psalm 119.32 says, I will run in the way of your commandments when you enlarge my heart. So we pray for an enlarged, passionate, glorifying, and enjoying of God, and that is the enlarged series. May God make us larger for His glory. Take care. We'll catch you next time on episode two of the Enlarge series.